This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Beat of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Character of the frontier days of the western United States. His heavy guns were loaded with bullets of silver. His great white horse was shod with shoes of the same metal. And in all his fights against crime and injustice, he was accompanied by his faithful Indian companion, Tonto. And now, as silver thunders down the trail, adventure comes to life once more. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, silver, the banker of Three Corners, held mortgages on almost every home in town. A poor cattle year made it impossible for the people to meet their payments, and Gates foreclosed without mercy. The Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, hoping that they could aid the poverty-stricken people, made their way toward the community. We joined them as they neared the town. If Martin Gates is all that he said to me, we'll try to teach him a lesson, Tonto. 
He can't possibly need all the land he's grabbing. In got right to land. There are rights here that aren't argued in law courts. Oh. In spite of what is outlined in written contracts, Tonto, men must help each other. All those people who lost their homes to Martin Gates deserve some sort of help. That's right. They didn't know that with the war ending, the price of cattle would fall too low to pay for shipping them. Uh-huh. They're given a little time, and they can get better prices for their stock and pay off their mortgages instead of losing their homes to Martin Gates for a tenth of their value. Maybe them not know about North Country. Cattle prices north of here are good. Uh-huh. But if Gates takes possession of the stock and payment of the mortgages, those people can't ship their cattle north. What we do? I don't know yet. I... What's the matter? Tonto, look ahead. That horse in front of the sheriff's office. Way back and gray. Tonto, that looks like the horse that belongs to our friends Bolivar Bates and Hacksaw Hastings. That's right. Oh, oh there's over that terrible chairman, all right. Well, old boy, where are your partners? He knows this, Tonto. Uh, I wonder what trouble Bolivar and Hacksaw have gotten into now. <laughs> Me not know. Them all time in trouble. But they'd only learn that they can't beat the law. They try one thing after the other, and they've never yet come out on top. Now... Uh, Tonto, there's an open window at the side of the office. Take care of Silver. I'm going to see if I can learn what they're up to before we let them know we're here in three corners. Me, wait. Steady, Silver. Steady, White Fellow. All right, so you introduce yourselves. Bottle of Beats and Hacksaw Hastings. Well, what about it? In the Confederate Army, uh, what's left of it, huh? No, sir, Sheriff. We ain't in it no more. We're wearing the uniforms because we ain't nothing else to wear, that's all. Well, what do you want here? Mean to say you ain't hearing about us, Sheriff? Hush up, Hackshaw. Don't call it to his attention how backward Three Corners is when it comes to hearing things. What do you want? Sheriff, old Jeb Stewart used to brag something awful about the two of us. Why, he's frequent said that if he had a dozen more like us, the Yanks wouldn't have had a chance in the wall. Doesn't like you would scare him. Yes, sir. It's the steely glitting eye. Get to the point. What are you doing here? We got enough trouble around town without a couple of tramps like you here. Well, I like that. Tramps, eh? Well, maybe you can match this roll of paper money. Where did you get all that cash? From grateful towns that's appreciated a couple of worthwhile gents like us. Yeah, and paid us for helping them in problems such as you got here. What do you know about Three Corners? You got a critter here named Gates, ain't you? Well? He took over almost everything in town, ain't he? Yeah. So none of the folks has any cash, and the town ain't got enough to even pay your salary. Get to the point. Sheriff? We aim to help Three Corners in the present deplorable situation. Oh. Now you got gambling here, ain't you? Did mm, have. When the men had anything to gamble with. Just so. But the town never got nothing from it, did it? Nothing but free liquor for the law. That's me. Just so. Now we... That's all. Let me do the talking. Sheriff, we bought us a tent from the army. And we got that same pack to board our horse. Now, if you leave us set it up and run a nice refined poker game... For them that wants to play, we'll pay a percentage to the town. A percentage? Sure. For every dollar we win, the town will get ten cents. That ain't much. If we win a thousand dollars, you get a hundred. Me? Well, uh, the town, but it's paid to you. It's the same thing, ain't it? Mm, I reckon it is. Now you're talking something like sense. Well, you two don't look like gamblers. Well, we ain't exactly. You we play got... your cash against anyone that wants to play you? I'm the one that plays. Hacksaw, he just stands by to see that there ain't no crooked playing. Well, if that don't beat all. I've seen a lot of strange things in my day, but no one could ever make me think that a couple with your looks was good at gambling. Uh, what about it, Sheriff? Oh, it's all right with me, if you can find anyone with cash to play with. And there's Martin Gates, ain't there? Mm-hmm. And he's always glad to win cash. Ain't no one yet has ever got the best of Martin Gates. Sheriff, you're looking right now at the man that can do it. I can't believe it, but I'm willing to be convinced. Good enough. Barbara, we'll set up our tent and get started this evening. Yes, sirree. 
And the 10% of all the winnings go to you, Sheriff. I'm warning you, though. If you lose, you better be able to pay up or I'll jail you so fast your head'll swim. Oh, well, we, uh, we'll be able to pay up. Our food ain't so good in jail. So remember what I told you. Come on, Bolivar. He's making threats that don't mean nothing. And keep that game on it. I'll be around to cry it for myself. Sheriff, we couldn't be anything else but on it. <laughs> there, Axel. That big roll of Confederate paper money and a couple of genuine bills atop it done the trick. <laughs> I never... Leaping termites. Bolivar, them two white horses alongside General Sherman. Tonto. Oh, it's Tonto the Indian. And the masked man must be close by. That's his horse. So you two are going into the gambling business now. A pard, a, a stranger, a m Mr. We... Uh, look here, we ain't busted no laws. No. I saw that you were careful to keep your word to me and get permission from the sheriff before you set up a gambling tent. Sure, that's it, mister. We was keeping our word. We were thinking of that when we called on the sheriff. What do you know about Martin Gates? He's a money-grabbing polecat. He's swindled everybody around here. Hi there. What's the masked man doing? You! I got you covered, stranger. Get back in your office, Sheriff. I came here to talk to you. Well, you keep your distance. Keep back, I tell you. Let's go inside and talk. You two wait for me. How do you keep them there? I got you covered now, stranger. Put away that gun and sit down. What's Martin Gates trying to do? Control the whole country? No. Well, that is, I don't know. He's got legal papers, and they're the law. And so he's taken over most of the ranches around here. Well, what he ain't took yet, he will doggone soon. And if he let those people keep what they own for a time, they could join the Chisholm Drive and get a good price for their stock. Yeah, I know that. So does Gates. Do the ranches know it? Sure, but what can they do about it? They sign their land away to Gates. Sheriff, that's who are you for. Huh? Martin Gates or the people. Or me? I... Now, see here. I don't know who you are, and you ain't no right to come and hear mask like this. You ain't no right to talk to me like you are. But I'll answer your question, then I'll ask a few. Well? Martin Gates has darn near had to shoot me to make me serve notice on the folks when he's foreclosed his mortgages. I'm again him. That helps. I'm again his methods and his style, stranger. I'd do darn near anything to see him took down. Look at what I did do. What? That two old galoots with a lot of Confederate cash that they tried to make me think was genuine federal folding money set up a gambling tent to take Gates' cash. Then you knew they didn't have much real cash to lose. Of course I knew it. I ain't blind. And you knew Gates couldn't win much from them. I'm only hoping they'll be able to take a plenty cash from that skin print. Sheriff, I think we'll get along. Huh? We'll meet again. Now, here, you hold on. Stay in your office. But you And can't... put away that gun. You're not going to use it on me. Dad, read it. How did you know? Yes, sir. We ain't aiming to break no laws. We ain't figuring... You can hold them any longer, Tonto. You say keep them here. You kept us here right enough. Now leave us be. Let go my collar. Uh, Bolivar, are you and Hacksaw planning to play a straight game? Uh, Hacksaw, he won't be playing. He'll just stand by and I'll handle the cards. Honestly? Huh? Oh, no. You know I wouldn't do otherwise. You mean to play an honest game? Go ahead. You ain't gonna stop us? Go on and play and do what you can to win from Martin Gates. Yowie! Hacksaw, that's a good omen. Come on, let's get our tent set up pronto. We're going after Martin Gates. But listen to me first. You're going to do it my way. The two ex-soldiers listened to the Lone Ranger, then put up their second-hand tent and installed some borrowed furniture. That evening, several men drifted in and played for small stakes with varying luck. Later, Martin Gates and Sheriff Lampton arrived and played for a full hour. Finally, Gates shouted in anger. What's the matter, Banker Gates? You, you were too measly pair and you beat me. I want another deck of cards. There's something mighty crooked about this game. Now, Banker, that ain't right or just. It, it's insulting. I demand a new card. Lee, first out another deck of cards. Then you better get to the cafe and buy up a few more decks. 
Yeah. Looks like Banker Gay seems to call for new cards with every deal he loses. When I win, what do I win? Uh, your deal, Banker Gay. With a fool house last time, I won. I won a pot. What did it amount to? Nothing at all. This time I try a bluff and raise and raise. No one blame? Well, that coyote hasn't much. But he don't bluff out. He sticks and wins. You want to deal the hand, Banker Gate? Something mighty odd about this whole thing. Banker Gate, I should resent that kind of talk. Ain't right to cast reflections on a man like me. I'll leave it to the sheriff. He's playing a straight game, Banker. That's what I thought at first. Won't look at his face, and I figured the game would be honest. He don't look smart enough to be anything else. You done shuffling that new deck, Banker Gate? Cut him. Uh-huh. Not you. Get your hand off them cards. You cut, Sheriff. Anything to be obliging. There you are. Maybe you better not play again my unconscious luck, Banker Gates. I'm said to be the luckiest man alive. Lucky to be alive, you mean? Maybe you can't afford to lose no more cash. What's that? Why, you skinny old dead fly, you, I'll show you. Let's see. Stop looking over my shoulder. Me? I didn't mean nothing. Go on, Hexel. Get outside where you belong. Oh, ain't no use of me staying outside no longer. There won't be no one else getting a chance to play tonight, even if I do get him interested, Bolivar. Sure there will. The banker won't stick much longer. I'll stick till I get back my losing. I'll get square if it takes me all night. Well, maybe I should quit while I'm ahead. Oh, no, you don't. Pick up them cards and play them. All right, then. Well, yeah. stakes are going up. I feel my luck's changing. I'm afraid you're right, Gates. I'll play these. Huh? I'm standing pat. How many cards do you want? Me? Oh, give me three cards. <laughs> Drawn to a pair, eh? And me sitting here with a full house. All right. Here's your cards. I got a notion you're trying to bluff me again, Banker Gates. For how much? Oh, let's get this done with. I got open. What's your bet? There'll be no piker. I won't be. I'll bet uh, 20 bucks. 20? Why, you cheap skin flint, after all you want from me, you bet $20? You can raise as far as you want, Banker Gates. As far as I want? Yep. I'll raise $500. Boy. Careful, Banker Gates. He won't dare to see me. Mr. Gates, I still got a notion that you're bluffing. So I'll call you. Twist your skinny hide. You ain't no right to call me. You ain't no right to think I'm bluffing. Maybe you've got the cards to beat a pair of queens. If you have, the pot's yours. I ain't a doggone thing. How'd you know I didn't have? Sheriff, this game's crooked. Stand aside. I'm going to get back my money or drill that cheating crook plumb to the heart. You're cheating. You're crooked. Put down that gun. That's a date. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. Bolivar Bates and Hacksaw Hastings schemed to win at poker from the greedy banker Martin Gates. Gates had foreclosed without mercy upon the ranchers in the district, making it impossible for them to sell their cattle in the profitable northern markets. Knowing this, the Lone Ranger watched the progress of the game from outside the tent. But when the banker finally lost his temper and shot point-blank at Bolivar, the masked man quickly entered. Lone Ranger, you shot my partner! You killed Bolivar! That's enough of that shooting. Who is this man? Drop that gun in your cupboard. Drop it! He's something old man. Get him out of here, Santa. Sheriff, you're putting this man under arrest, aren't you? You're doggone right I am. I say, hands, Gates. I had reason to shoot. I had reason. It was a card game. I heard a jury to decide. And I'll be on hand to tell that jury how square the game was. Why, Bolivar wouldn't see. We'll stay here with Bolivar, Sheriff, and see if there's any chance to save him. Hey, you're coming to the calaboose, Banker Gates. No, no, you can't do that to me. Who says I can't? I better take care of my partner's winner. But let, let me look at him. Let me see how bad he is. Get going. You already done enough to him. I'd drill you myself if I wasn't sure the Lord hang you for on your way now. But the mask man, who's he? Ain't no concern of yours who anyone around here is now. You won't be around town. The sheriff promptly threw Gates into jail to await trial for the shooting of Oliver Bates. There, the banker could learn nothing of what happened in town since his arrest. From the window of his cell, he saw the Lone Ranger passing by. He called to him. Hey there! You calling me? Yes, yeah, come here, will you? What did you want? How oh, bad hurt his father? Is he, is he killed? You will hear at the trial. Bastard, won't nobody tell me nothing? What does the sheriff said? Him? He won't say nothing. Neither will the deputy. They're all against me, every blame one of them. You can't blame them. What have you ever done to make people like you, Martin? Well, I... You've taken their homes, their ranches, their cattle. You've taken everything they worked hard to earn. That's just business. Other bankers have made profits without taking advantage of their customers. Who are you to tell me what I should do? I'm just explaining why you won't stand much chance at your trial. Yeah. Have you heard much about what folks think? I've talked to a lot of people. What'd they say? They feel that you shouldn't be given any more chance than you gave them. Gosh. You see, Gates, 12 men will be chosen for the jury. The majority of those will be people whose land you've grabbed. I've got to do something. I'll hang for sure. I've got to do something. Come on, Silver. I don't want to hang. I'll get out of this some way. Sheriff! Hey, Sheriff! Come here, Sheriff! The banker shook the door of his cell and shouted until the sheriff came to the barred door. Sheriff! Sheriff! Come here, Sheriff! Sheriff! Quit making all that noise! But this is important. Well, what do you want? Ain't got much time. I want to get out on bail. There's a lot of things I have to do. Mm-hmm. You know darn well I can't let you out on bail. Sheriff, sure, I... You're in on a charge of murder. You can set the bail any figure you want. I don't care what it is. I ain't trying to run away. Then what are you so head up about? I gotta get out. I, I gotta see people. For what? I reckon folks have seen all they want to you. I want to talk to them. I don't know about that. Sheriff, I'll do anything you say if you'll just give me the chance. I don't want to be hung. I... If I take you out of here, the mob might lynch you. I'll take that chance. Look here, Sheriff. You can handcuff me and take a dozen guards along. Just let me get out. I, I've got to see some people. What for? Everyone in town's against me. You won't get no jury to give me a fair trial. I wonder whose fault that might be. It's mine. It's mine. I save it. That's why I've got to get out. I've got to talk to people. You won't regret giving a man a chance to live. If I go on trial now with every man in town set dead against me, I'll swing for sure. Mm-hmm. I reckon a man's entitled to a fair trial. Sure he is, and an impartial jury. Well, uh, I'll think it over, Gates. You've got to let me out. I reckon that could be arranged if, uh, if you go out well guarded. Mm-hmm.
smiled to himself as he released the banker under guard. Gates wasted no time calling on the people he had driven from their homes. He went first to Jeremy Burke. What do you want here? We're getting out in this place as soon as we can. We got you the first of the month, Gates. You told us that yourself. Hold on, Burke. You ain't got to leave. Uh, where did you hear what he says, Burke? I changed my mind. I ain't foreclosing. You ain't foreclosing? I'm going to renew your mortgage like you asked me to. Your what? Yes, here. Here's a new mortgage. You just sign here and go on living here. This place is still yours. And you can pay me the cash you owe me when you get it. Well, I'll get you, see, Burke. That leaves you free to dispose of your cattle. And with the cattle my own again, I can sell it? Sure you can. Wherever there's a market? Certainly, wherever there's a market. I can join the Chisholm Cattle Drive to the north. By thunderation, what's come over the banker? Martha, did you hear what Gates done with Jeremy Burke? What's that? He renewed his mortgage. Burke is going to keep his cattle. Who's that coming here? Well, I'll go see. Hey, sis. I got to talk to you. Banker Gates. How'd you get out of jail? He's under guard, ma'am. Here. Here's the mortgage. What do you mean? I mean, I'm going to renew your mortgage. I ain't foreclosing on you. But you already have. I didn't mean to. I don't want to take your home or your cattle. Here, just sign this. It's a new mortgage, and you're going to pay me when you get the cash. Well, I... Go on, man. Sign it. The banker's had to change your heart. Martin Gates, renewing the mortgages on liberal terms, hurried from one place to another. His debtors were astonished, and the news of the banker's actions spread like wildfire. Those who had already lost their homes rushed to interview Gates before he could change his mind again. Are you renewing my mortgage, too? What about me, Gates? Can we keep our land? Are you going to let us have our cattle? I'll pay you as soon as the cows are sold. This line right up here. I got new mortgages for every one of you. I ain't going to foreclose on nobody. What's your name? Them pretty of the barcade. All right. You foreclosed. You drove us out. We've been wondering where we was going to sleep next week. You're going to sleep right on the barcade. You're going to keep the barcade. Here's your paper. Sign right here. What about me, Gates? What's your name? Sam Tindall. All right, Sam. I got your paper here somewhere. You can pay me when you're ready. Who's going north of cattle? I am. So am I. Me too. We can join the kids on cattle drive. Good prices to the north. Next man, step up here. Hurry it up now. Hurry it up. I've got to get through all these papers before sundown. And then the sheriff's taking me back to jail. Never in the history of three corners was there so much activity and excitement. Toward sundown, when Gates, tired and exhausted, was again in his cell, he saw countless herds of cattle being driven northward past the jail. The banker stepped to the door and called to the sheriff. Sheriff? Sheriff, I want to speak to you. Well, what's on your mind now, Gates? All them cattle going by. They're all going to join Chisholm. To the drive to the north, eh? Yep. They can sell the cattle there, can't they? Sure they can. Get good prices for it. You know, Sheriff, it's a funny thing. Well, all my life in making money, I... Never been half as contented as I am right now. In spite of the fact that you're waiting trial for murder? Yep, in spite of it. I just wish... You wish what? I wish to goodness I hadn't shot that poor critter. Huh. Ain't likely a jury will hang you now, Gates. You bribed every man in town. Curious thing, though, Sheriff. It, it ain't the hanging that bothers me. No? The killing of the man. I don't know. 
Something happened to me today, seeing all them folks with their faces lighted up with smiles. Looks like, like you had a good lesson, maybe, huh? Right. How's the prisoner, Sheriff? Come in, stranger. Come in. He's a changed man. I heard he'd been doing a lot around town today. Sheriff, who is this last man? What's he doing around town, anyhow? Well, Gates, he come here to investigate you. Me? Good fortune, son. Old Bolivar and Hexo here. Look here. Can't you tell me how Bolivar Beach is? I ain't even sure he's dead. Come in, Bolivar. Well, Sheriff. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm a feeling all right. Fact is, I'm feeling a uh, straight. You? Howdy, Banker. You feel like playing some more poker? That man, he's alive. He's walking. He ain't wounded. It was generally believed, Gates, that if you lost money, you'd lose your head. You did that very thing and drew your gun. Yep, you sure enough did that. But I shot. That's what you spent this time in jail for, Gates. Drawing and shooting a man over a game of poker. But he ain't even wounded. Ain't your fault, Gates. You sure shot straight enough. That warden in the blank cartridge you fired most knocked the wind right out of it. Blank cartridge? Yep. You see, Banker Gates? You was thinking to do just what you done. That's why your gun was slipped from your pocket and loaded with blanks while you was concentrating on the car. Who done it? Who done it? Who figured me out like that? Now, the masked man there. That's why he let us play poker around here. After promising him we wouldn't do nothing crooked. I'll let you out now, Gates. I, I reckon you've learned your lesson. Let me out. And I ain't killed nobody. I don't look dead, do I? Well, maybe you're going to regret what you done today, Gates. But it's all done and you can't recall it. You sign new mortgages. Funny part of it is, Sheriff, I don't regret it. Doggone it, I'm glad I done it. Have you anything else to say to the banker, Bolivar? Mm-mm, no. Reckon not, I... Think hard. Oh, uh... Oh, yes. A gate. I come to give back what I won from you. Huh? You mean you're going to give back the money? Yep. Minus your ten percent, Sheriff. You see, we didn't win that cash fair. It was a darn good scheme just the same, Sheriff. You see, I'd hang around and get to see the hand that Banker Gates was dealt. And if he had anything to beat what Barlow was holding, I'd give Barlow the high sign. So you cheated me. You cheated me after all. Yep. And my conscience hurts me, Banker. That's why I'm returning your cash. <laughs> you cheated me. Well, by darn. I wouldn't believe that a glute that looked like you would do it. <laughs> but it looks like I got tricked all around. <laughs> by darn, I'm doggone glad of it. I never felt better in my life. You keep that cash, Bolivar. Huh? Keep it. You earned it. Well, I, I, I sure enough liked it, but I can't do it, Banker Gates. You see, I didn't win it honestly, and my conscience bothers me. Your conscience, my eye. You're giving it back because the Lone Ranger made you. Just like he made Banker Gates give back the land he took. You see, Banker Gates, in this new country, new laws must be made. Men can't live and grow with the country unless they replace the written laws with the laws of humanity and help each other.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. campfires throughout the western United States, cowboys still tell of the daring deeds of the mysterious phantom figure of the plains. With his great horse Silver and his faithful Indian companion Tonto, he fought crime and injustice relentlessly. The famous masked rider did more than any other single individual to bring law and order to the early frontier. And now, as the hoofs of Silver thunder down the trail, adventure comes to life once more. The Lone Ranger rides again. of the county, Greg Morgan, was known as a stern manhunter, a terror to outlaws in his district. We see two of his prisoners, Dan Cooley and Wolf Brandt, sharing a cell together. The light of a fl- flickering lamp reveals the cunning and cruelty of Wolf's features. He speaks softly to Dan. We shouldn't have much longer to wait, Dan. Can you hear the deputy stern? Ain't heard a thing. Red had better get here before the deputy comes to take our lamp. We'll have to wait another day before breaking out. There's only one thing I want to get away for. And that's the shooter I was Sheriff Morgan. I didn't kill old man Bailey, and he knows it. Last time I seen him, Red, he said the sheriff weren't any too sure you killed Bailey. But he was going to hang you for it anyway. Some sneaking Norma Coyote had done the job, and I get blamed for it. 
I never had no use for Bailey. But I never planned to do him harm. Well, you can't hardly blame the sheriff for arresting you the way things look. The only thing I got to back my story is a letter I picked up before they took me away. Yeah. What'd you do with that letter? I got it hid away. I won't bring it out until court sets. There ain't nothing in the letter that matters, but there's a name on it. Clem Rand. Ever hear of him? Uh, no. Well, I'm betting the letter was dropped there by the real killer without his knowing it. I wouldn't pin no hope on that. Uh-huh. That's another thing I got again, the sheriff. He as much as said that letter didn't have no bearing on the case. You got a lot to explain, Dan. The sheriff found Jillian just a few yards away from Bailey with a bullet crease in your scalp. Bailey was dead. Shot by two bullets from the gun you was holding. But it weren't my gun. Well, I ain't saying it was. But something like that's hard to explain. Yeah. And everybody knows there was bad blood between Bailey and me. If I don't break jail, Wolf, I won't have a chance for my life. The sheriff claims you both shot about the same time. But you hit Bailey first and his shot went wild. Just creasing the top of your scalp. Then why don't he call it self-defense instead of murder? Well, Bailey was an old man. There ain't nobody around this part of the country that can draw as fast as you can. Blasted, I never drawed on him, I tell you. I just happened to be down there hunting some strays. I never even seen Bailey. If Red gets us free, will you still go gunning for the sheriff? It'll be a fair fight, but I'll get him. I want him out of the way just as bad as you do, Dan. He's the only witness there is against me on that rustling charge. With him dead, there won't be no case. That's the first thing I'll do when we break jail. Then when that's done... I'm going to take that letter and trace down the fellow that done the shooting if it takes me the rest of my life. Hold on, Dan. I thought I heard something just then. Yeah? Outside by the window. Maybe it's... Wolf. Hey, Wolf. Red. By golly, you didn't get here none too soon. Come over by the window. I brought the guns. I'll hand them through the bars. Good. Here you are. You can hold them. Yeah. Here you are, Dan. Take one and put it in your shirt. Thanks. How about horses, Red? Good horses hitched in front of the cafe, right across from the jail. When you come out, you'll see me standing beside her. Everything's set then. It better be clearing out. The deputy will be coming along for our lamp pretty soon, and he. All right, fellas. It's after nine o'clock. I gotta take your lamp. Hurry, Red. That's the deputy coming now. I knew fellas was hitting the hay anyhow. All right, deputy. Just stand a little closer so as I can hand the lamp through. I should have come after it before, but then I. What the? Stand where you are, deputy. We both got you covered. I don't want to shoot, Judd. I ain't got nothing against nobody but the sheriff. But if you make a sound, I'll have to shoot. You're breaking jail. You just bet we are. You can't get away with it. Shut you... up and unlock this door. You got your keys right there. Well, by God, I... Judd, make it fast. Maybe somebody heard that lamp busting. Uh, I'm I'm unlocking it. Just wait till I find the right key. You find it quicker. I, I, I got it now. Open the door and don't make no sudden move. Take it easy, Wolf. Me and Judd have always been good friends. I don't mind now. Now I'll walk ahead of us, deputy. Is there anyone in the front office? Sheriff's there. And he'll see you fellows sure as blazes. It'll be the worst for him. I got a notion to have it out with him right now. Don't be a darn fool, Dan. We gotta get away from here without too much commotion. Yeah, I reckon, but... Don't talk. We're almost at the office and the door's open. Keep right on going, deputy. And if you says one word, it'll be your last one. Blast you, Wolf. It's you that put Dan up to this. That's you out there, Doug. Sheriff, it's a jailbreak. Wolf and... Oh! You shot him in the back, Wolf. You shouldn't have done that. A dirty coyote tried to double-cross us. Run for it, Dan. Get to the horses. Hey, hold on. The whole town will be down on us pronto. There's a fellow over them horses. That's red, all right. Come on. Stop him. Stop him. Hurry up, you We got here as fast as we could. That blame fool deputy went roco, and I had to let him have it. Man, stop them elbows. Get on the horses. Hurry up, can't you, Wolf? I'm ready now. The range was caught on the kick They're almost on. Get up there. Get up. 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 Get up.
They pursued the three men into the hills, but the fugitives made good their escape. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, made camp near Winford. The next morning, they saddled their horses and rode toward town. As they neared Winford, the masked man pulled Silver to a stop. Oh, Silver! Oh, boy! Oh, boy! Come, Tonto. We'll ask that man sitting on the porch of that house there if he'll sell us any provisions. Him? Mm, him get him hurt? Yes, his shoulder is bandaged. Howdy! What are you fellas? Hey, you're masked. What the... We'll not harm you. We stopped here only to see if you'd sell us some food. Maybe I didn't hear you just right. Did you say you wanted to buy some grub? Mm, that's right. And me here with a bullet through my shoulder? So that I couldn't... He could help you... Help yourself? We're willing to pay. We're not outlaws. Well, buy Juniper a few arts. First time I ever heard of outlaws buying anything they didn't have to. We don't need much. Just whatever you can spare. Oh, I'll let you have some grub, all right. I can see for myself, you eight fellows ain't crooks. I was sheriff of these here parts for too many years to be fooled on, on a thing like that. Thank you. You're the sheriff, you say? Never said nothing like. All I said was I used to be sheriff. When my rheumatic got bad, they, they made Greg Morgan sheriff, and he hired me for a deputy. And did an outlaw give you that wound? Say, ain't you heard what happened in town? We're just heading there. You're the first man we've seen to speak to for several days. Well, then you sure missed a heap of excitement. Yes? Wolf Brennan, Dan Cooley busted out of jail. That's when I got this shoulder shot up. I've heard of Wolf Brandt. Oh, he's plenty tough and he's plenty slick. Slick enough to get away without the sheriff catching him anyhow. The posse just got back this morning without him. But who is Dan Cooley? Oh, he's just ranching a small way around these parts. Till the sheriff jailed him for killing old man Bailey. Dan Cooley killed Bailey? Hold on now, I didn't say Dan killed him. I only said the sheriff arrested him. Don't you believe Dan to be guilty? Well, tell the truth, stranger, I don't. Oh, by golly, things sure look bad for him. But the sheriff must have had a reason for arresting him. No, he had plenty of evidence. But when evidence points to something I know can't be so, then I throws the evidence out. Why? Dan ain't a killer, that's why. Maybe he'd fight it out man to man, but he'd never go after a feller as old as Bailey was. I see. But I sure hate to see him running around loose around the country now. Yes? There's going to be trouble, sure as I got a lame arm. Dan figures the sheriff didn't have give him a square deal. And he's told everybody he can get the sheriff for it, first chance he had. You believe Dan meant that? You bet I do. He won't dry gulch the sheriff. And he ain't no sneaking killer. But he'll go for him the first chance he gets. Dan must have a lot of confidence in himself. No reason why he shouldn't. There ain't a man in or around Winford that he can't beat on the draw. And that's including the sheriff, too. But has the sheriff really been unfair to Dan? Well, the sheriff sets a lot of store on evidence without figuring anything else like I do. And he sure likes to convict outlaws. Sometimes men of that type make bad mistakes. I've seen it happen before. If Dan wants revenge, he won't leave this district until he and the sheriff have met. You're darn right he won't. Come, Tonto, we're leaving. Hey, wait for your grub. What's your hurry, anyhow? We may see you again. Come around any time. What, what we do? Uh... I believe the deputy is a good judge of character, Tonto. Uh-huh. A good enough judge to realize that we weren't outlaws in spite of the mask I'm wearing. Perhaps he's right about Dan Cooley. Tonto, think that. Steady, Silver. Yep. The deputy is right. We must save Dan before he kills the sheriff and actually becomes an outlaw. Mm, that's not right. Dan will attempt to get the sheriff. But you and I, Kimosabe, are going to take turns secretly guarding the sheriff. We'll guard him day and night. Uh, then when Dan confronts the sheriff, one of us will be there. Come on, Silver. Come on, Silver. 
The sheriff did not know that his movements were being closely watched for the next two days. We see him now on the second evening at home, just finishing supper. His wife is speaking. Oh, clear away the dishes, Dick. You better be getting to bed. You always get up early in the morning. I reckon I will, Mary. Have you, have you heard anything more about Dan Cooley? I'm so worried I can't hardly sleep nights. We're thinking of what may happen if you two meet up. Now, don't you worry, none, Mary. I... <coughs> Someone fired at you. They didn't hit me by a thunder, and I'm going outside to find the skunk. Greg, don't. You'll be killed. Oh, Greg, come back here. I can take care of myself. Greg, go for it. Take the chair at that time, but you want the next. Steady, steady, Silver. I'll meet up with you yet, Greg Morgan. So you shot at me through the window, did you, Dan? Hey, you. Fella, hold on to him. Hold on, you. Hold on, get away. Stop him. No, put up your gun. Oh, shoot him. No, you don't. Dan, oh, let go of my arm. You made me miss. That's just what I wanted to do. A mask, man. Come on. Dan didn't shoot at you through the window. That bullet was fired at me and went wild. But I, I didn't want him to kill you. Now, look here. And I didn't want him captured in case you shot him. What right have you got to interfere? You'll have to trust me, Sheriff. You had caught Dan Wolf and the other man who helped them break out of jail would still be free. But now I ain't got none of them. Take my word for it, Sheriff. You'll get them all. Hmm? What do you mean? I let Dan Cooley go so he could lead me to their hideout. Is that what you had in mind? And now it's time to follow him. Hi-oh, Silver! The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Wolf Brand, an outlaw, and Dan Cooley, arrested on circumstantial evidence for a murder, escaped from jail with the aid of Red Brill. When Dan would have forced a gunfight on the sheriff, the Lone Ranger prevented it, permitting Dan to escape, however. As our second act opens, we see Dan reining in his horse at the hidden camp he shares with Wolf and Red. Oh, oh, there oh, 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 oh. Hey, Dan, did you get him? Did you shoot him all right? No, I didn't. Huh? There was a masked man outside the house. He mixed in and I had to run for it. Masked man? I tried to shoot him, but he was coming at me so fast on that big white horse of his that I got rattled and missed. So now you gotta get the sheriff some other time. I ain't give up yet. If you wasn't such a darn fool, Dan, you'd dry gulch him instead of giving him a chance to outdraw you. I'll do this in my own way, and that's that. Well, just so you don't miss out the next time. You better picket your horse back in the arroyo with the others. Yeah. I'll take care of him right now. Come on, boy. Rat the fool. I was hoping he'd finish the sheriff tonight. I don't like this waiting. I want to get that letter Dan's hiding and clear out. Yeah, but we can't make him give it to us till he shot the sheriff. <laughs> but when that's done, Dan's going to get a surprise he ain't looking for. And he won't like it none either. Ain't no danger from hearing us, is there? No, he's over with the horses. I sure wish I'd never dropped that letter when I finished off Bailey. Wishing ain't going to do you any good. You lost it, and now you got to get it back. Oh, no one knows me around here by the name on that letter, though. Uh-huh. You never know when somebody will find out your real name is Clem Rand. Yeah. There's only one way we can work this. First, we've got to see that Dan takes care of the sheriff. He'll do that all right. Then when the sheriff's killed so he can't be a witness again you on that cattle stealing charge, we'll make Dan tell where the letter is. He won't hold out on us for long. No. And as soon as we get that letter, we'll finish Dan off. It won't be safe leaving him alive once he finds out it was you that killed Bailey and framed him. <laughs> that worked out pretty good. 
I meant to kill Dan when I seen him riding toward where Bailey was laying. But when I found I just knocked him out, I put my gun in his hand and left him there. That was a slick idea. Keep your voice down. Dan's coming back. Uh-huh. Well, the horses are better down. I'm about ready to turn in. Hold on a second. What's on your mind, Wolf? We want to know when you plan to try for the sheriff again. We can't be fooling around too long. Well, I've been giving that some thought. Yeah? I ain't going back to the house and take the risk of running into that masked fellow again. Well, what are you going to do? I reckon you fellas know the sheriff gets up before daylight in the morning. Uh-huh. We know that. He gets up so as he can relieve the deputy that's on duty, guarding the jail all night. Well, get on with it. The sheriff's got about a mile to go between his house and town. There's more than that. Well, I'll wait for him somewhere along that stretch. And this time, there won't be no one around to keep us from shooting it out. I still say you're a fool for giving him a chance. What if he outdraws you? He won't. I can draw twice as fast as the sheriff ever could. Yeah, but... I ain't gonna argue about it. Good night. You ain't got no sense at all. Maybe I won't be seeing you fellas in the morning. I'll be getting up pretty early to meet the sheriff. I never met up with a fella as stubborn as him before. Let him do it his own way, Wolf. If he's loco enough to give the sheriff a chance, let him. Well, I wouldn't. You know the sheriff can't draw near as fast as Dan. So it won't make no difference in the end. That's so, I reckon. And if nothing else goes wrong, the sheriff will be out our way after tomorrow morning. Then it'll be our turn. And we'll do things our way, not his. We've heard enough, Silver Old Fellow. Now to get tougher. Then call on the sheriff once more. carefully led Silver through the woods that surrounded the outlaw's camp. Safely away, he hurriedly mounted, raced to his own camp, and repeated what he had heard to Tonto. Then together, they rode to the sheriff's home. We hear the masked man as he knocks on the sheriff's door. Who's there? A friend. I want to speak to you. Hold on a second. Hurry, Sheriff. You think him do what you say? I believe he will. He knows I followed Dan Cooley to the outlaw's camp. That should convince him I'm on his side. Say, ain't you the masked fellow was here before? Yes. I have something important to tell you. Who's the redskin with you? Seems to me I've seen him someplace. Tonto's my friend. You may have seen him while he was guarding you. Guarding me? We wanted to prevent Dan killing you. Well, I'll be doggone. I followed Dan to his camp. You did? You just wait till I get my horse. One moment, Sheriff. I learned enough to know that Dan is not guilty of the crime for which you jailed him. Now, look here. The man who killed Bailey is Wolf Brantz. I can't believe it. Dan is innocent. That's why he feels you were unfair to him. Unfair to him? Say, I had enough evidence to hang a dozen men. But that evidence was planted. And Wolf is urging Dan to kill you because he doesn't want you to be able to testify against him for rustling. Well, why can't we arrest a whole bunch of them right now? Because if we did, we couldn't prove Dan's innocence. You have a hard time convincing me that Dan ain't guilty. I know. But I have a plan that will prove it and capture the outlaws as well. You have? Dan expects to meet you on the way to town in the morning and force you to fight. Mm, that don't surprise me none. But we can turn that into the means of learning the truth about this affair. Hmm. That sounds right interesting. Will he do as I suggest? Talk right up. If your plan makes sense, I'll give it a try. Good. First, Sheriff, Tonto and I will have time to get back to the outlaws' camp before Dan gets up. You will leave here in the morning just as though nothing were wrong. And then... The Sheriff agreed to the masked man's plan. Then, while it was still dark, the Lone Ranger and Tonto made their way to the outlaws' camp. The sleeping men were unaware of Tonto's quiet movements inside the camp. Nor did they hear him rejoin the masked man a short distance away. Is that you, Tonto? Tonto, do what you tell him. Good work. You're sure no one saw you? Men not see me. Then our plan is ready. Now there's nothing we can do but hide here and wait. 
Under the watchful eyes of his companions, strapped on his gun belt, saddled his horse, and made ready for his meeting with the sheriff. In the meantime, the sheriff arose at his usual time and started for town. We see him riding slowly down the road. I'm sure hoping the master had everything figured out right. It looked to me like a fellow that said what he was doing. Maybe the engine, for that matter. Get along there, boy. Come on, get along. You ought to be seeing something damn most any time now. Town ain't so far away. Hold on there, sheriff. Damn coolie. You got the drop on me. Pull there, boy. Pull. Pull, boy. Pull. Knock it down. We got something to be settled between us, and it's going to be settled right now. Are you clean, loco? You can't... You might just as well keep still, Sheriff. Talk won't do you no good now. What do you want with me? Stand away from that horse. But I... All right. All right. All right, I'm doing what you tell me to. Now I'm putting my gun back in the holster. There. Dan, what are you aiming to do? I reckon you know what I'm going to do, Sheriff. There ain't nobody around here that ain't heard me say I was going to shoot you down as soon as I got the chance. Yeah, but I... But I ain't the man to kill a fellow without letting him go for his gun. You ain't going to get away with this, Dan. Who's to stop me? That masked fellow ain't hanging around now to protect you. I don't need nobody's help. I'm glad you feel that way. Now my gun's in the holster. You and me will draw at the same time. And if I don't draw? Then if you get killed, it's your own fault. Uh-huh. Get ready. I'm counting to three. And then if you ain't made a move for your iron, I'm shooting regardless. You don't need to come and go. In their camp, Wolf and Red waited anxiously for Dan's return. His success meant the accomplishment of their plans. His failure threatened them with further danger. We hear them as they discuss the situation. I'd sure like to know how Dan come out, Brad. This waiting's making me fidgety. It ain't doing you no good. But it's been near three hours since he rode away. He should have been back by now. Just hold on to yourself. There won't be nothing to, we can do till he gets here. That must be him now. It is him. Hi there, Dan. Hurry up. Hold on, hold You did? That fixes everything up just right. Did you have much trouble? No, but I... I ain't feeling so good about it now. Maybe I had things figured out wrong after all. Uh-huh. You had things figured wrong, all right. But not the things you're thinking of. Huh? Place your hands. Hey, what's going on here? You heard him. Get your hands up. But wait, look here, I... There's something we want to know. And you'd better tell us pronto if you savvy what's good for you. But I... What do you do with that letter you found near Bailey? Yeah. You want that letter? You're darn right we do. But what's it got to do with you fellas? Just this. It was me that dropped that letter. What's that? So if you think we're fooling, you can get that notion out of your head right now. Then, then you're the hombre that shot Bailey. And what if I was? And, and that means it was you that framed me for the killing. It was you that shot me and put that gun in my hands. <laughs> sure I did. And it turned out just right. Hey, you dirty polecats. We ain't got no time to waste on you. We want to know where you hid that letter. I ain't saying. Well, by golly, you will. Or you won't live to ride away from this camp. And that ain't no bluff either. Do what you please, but you ain't getting that letter. Now, don't be a fool, Dan. If you were dead, that letter ain't gonna do you no good. Maybe not. But as long as you ain't got it, there's a chance that the law will catch up with you. Are you gonna give it to us? No. Why are you... Well, Dan, you've asked for it. And now you're gonna get it. Oh, my hand! Where'd that shot come from? I fired it. Up with your hands, all of you. And there's a sheriff. 
But it can't be him. I, I just shot him. Blast it! I saw him fall. I... Oh, all right, Dan. That was just part of the masked man's trick. Huh? What did you say? Redskin came into your camp last night. But what you I... You were sleeping, so you didn't hear him. But he took the bullets out of your gun and stuck in blanks. I... I shot you at blanks. That's right. Tonto and I watched you when you made ready to leave this morning, Dan. If you had discovered the trick, we would have prevented your firing at the sheriff. Wait a second. According to that sheriff... You could have fired at me if you'd wanted to. Uh-huh. But you didn't. You let me go. You've had me say stuff wrong, Dan. All I do is my duty. I don't go out of my way to harm nobody. Well, you've got us again. I, I reckon you'll be taking us back to jail. You won't have to stay there for long, Dan. Why, I thought I... As soon as you rode off, I got my horse and followed you. And I heard enough to know that Wolf there is a dirty skunk that killed Bailey. It ain't so. I never... Shut up. You can't lie your way out of this, Wolf. But I never kill anybody, Sheriff. You ain't got nothing on me. There's plenty on you. You helped Wolf to break jail. And just now you would have killed Dan if we had been close by. Sheriff, I feel bad about this. I was going to shoot you, and now you've proved I'm innocent. Forget about it, Dan. Besides, it weren't me that caught these fellows. It wasn't? Nope. The credit belongs to the mask man, the engine. If it hadn't been for them, I'd still be looking to jail you for murder, and these skunks would have gone free. Oh, Silver! Oh. Come on, Silver, old fellow! I'm winning on the trail! just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. 
Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. was young, the law of might makes right ruled the frontier. But through the length and breadth of seven states, the masked rider of the plains rode his great horse Silver in the cause of justice. History does not record his deeds. His real name was never known, but his memory still lives. A man who dedicated his life to the winning of the West. Now let us return once more to the thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, old boy! There's trouble in Valley Center! Melting snow and floodwaters swept over several communities near the army post at Northfield. After the flood had subsided, the government sent food and supplies for distribution to those in need. Lieutenant Spade Calhoun was in charge of the post in the absence of Captain Curtis. He saw a chance to make some money with the aid of a civilian partner, Squint Merkel. As our story opens, Merkel, astride his horse, is watching the muddy trail to the fort. When Tonto, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, guided his white horse along the trail, Squint stopped him. Hey there! Hold on a second, Injun. Oh, oh, wait for it, oh. Uh, I aim to speak with you. You heading for the fort? Why, you won't know. Anchoring to get some of that army food, eh? Plenty white men need food, so Indian not get them. Now, that's where you're wrong. I'll tell you, Injun, my folks are in bad shape. We need cash bad. 
And that's why I'm making a proposition to you. What? That? The distribution of the vittles is in the hands of Lieutenant Calhoun. Of course, he does the best he can to serve everyone in turn. But that'll mean you'll wait a week or so for your turn to come. You see? Oh. Now, me, uh, I've been waiting for some time already. I'll be getting my vittles in no time at all. Maybe today. Hmm, that, that's good. No, it ain't. You see, these things my folks need worse than food, so I've got to have cash money. Now, if you got any cash, I'll let you have the food that the lieutenant has set aside for me. Me not got cash. You ain't? Well, uh, maybe swap your horse, eh? Me not want food. Well, why didn't you say so? Blast you, I should have known better than to waste my time with the redskin. Get on your way. There's somebody else coming. Uh, get him up, my father. Hey there, stranger. Rain up. I want to speak with you. If you're heading for the fort, you better wait and talk to me first. directly to the Lone Ranger's camp. The tall masked man was waiting for him. He listened intently to the news he brought from the fort. You saw him take the cash from several others before he stopped you? Not right. But how much food does he think is coming to him, Tyler? Mm, me not know. Steady, White Lord, steady. When you saw several transactions, you rode past him yourself and he stopped you too, huh? Uh-huh. Tyler, whenever a community is stricken like this one, there are men who take advantage of the situation. Mm, them heap bad color. The worst kind of crooks. Men who rob the homes of those who are helpless and charge huge prices for everything they have to sell. Oh. Looks to me, Tonto, as if this man who stopped you is one of those crooks. Not right. He's taking money from the people who come to the fort for help. He's promising them army food, and he can't possibly keep his promise. That he big trouble. What? Tonto, see... What did you see? Feller come back from army post with food. You mean to say that after they pay this schemer, they go on to the fort and get the food? Not right. In that case, Tonto, we're going to the fort ourselves... Here, Silver. Come on, Kimosabe. Ride with me. While the Lone Ranger rode toward the fort, Squint Merkel went there to report to his friend Spade Calhoun. The lieutenant was waiting for him in the captain's office. Half a dozen men come here with a slip of paper from you, Squint, and got their food. Yeah? Meaning you got the cash. Here's the orders. Now let's settle up accounts. What's the hurry about it, Calhoun? We ain't but started on this scheme. I'll take my share as we go along. And I'm sure I got it. Chill out now. All right, then. Seems like you don't want to trust me. I'll feel better with my share in my pocket instead of yours. There you are. That's better. I'm afraid you're in for some trouble, Calhoun. I met a critter named Del Sturgis on his way here. Sturgis? Yeah, from Valley Center way. Valley Center? Do they need food over that way? Sure they do. That's out of our jurisdiction. Sturgis is coming here with the idea that the army will deliver a pile of grub there. Where'd he get that notion? I don't know. It's a darn shame we couldn't get some cash from him. He'd pay you plenty. He wants food for a whole dog on town. I don't reckon we can go much further with the business. Why not? A scout come in bringing word the captain will be coming back in a day or so. Dog gone. Just when we was got going good. I know, but we made a good thing of it while it lasted. This'll be the wind-up then? It all depends on how much food Cap lined up. If there ain't enough, he may make another trip. And if he does, we can work the same thing all over again. Here's hoping. Who's outside? That's him. Who? Sturgis. I better scoot out the back door. Wouldn't do for him to see me with you. All right. Stick around, though. I'll let you know what he's going. Come in. See this where the food supplies are being handled? Yeah. This is the place I once did. I'm from Valley Center. 
The name is Sturgis, Dale Sturgis. Valley Center? Yeah. We're downright up against it there. Hey, let me look at this map. The sheriff's office is rationing what food is left. Sorry, Sturgis. Huh? That's out of our territory. It's what? We don't handle food for Valley Center. Oh, now, hold on, Lieutenant. We're starving. We need food. Can't be helped. There's others in the same fix. We're doing the best we can. No, just wait a minute. I was told that you'd be handling food for Valley Center. That you'd be able to send men there with a wagon load of it. Who told you that? A man that said he was a friend of yours. And said that if I'd pay him, he might be able to fix it up. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. If you can do it for cash, you can do it for nothing. If you got food to sell, you've got food to give. Now, see here. Just who do you think you are talking like this to me? I told you All that... right, you told me. Now I'll tell you. I happen to know the rat that stopped me. Maybe when the captain gets back, he'll be anxious to hear about you and Squint Merkel. You seem to know a lot. I do. All right, go ahead. Do what you blame, please. See what gets you. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll find a way to make Squint Merkel tell the captain the truth. You don't know the truth. No. I can make a good guess at it. And I do know enough to put Merkel in jail if he don't squeal. Yeah, the devil. He might make trouble with that. Squint. I heard what he said, Spade. I don't know how he found out about me. There any truth in what he said about making you talk? Uh, I've done things that I might be jailed for. You fool. Gosh, now what do we do? Close his mouth. It's up to you. You got a gun, ain't you? Uh, yeah. All right. Follow him and use it. You, you mean? I mean close his mouth once and for all. Tonto overtook Del Sturgis as he traveled back toward Valley Center. Hold on. We want to speak to you. Oh, oh, oh. I suppose you're going to drill me so that I can't tell what I know. What are you talking about? Go on, shoot. That's just about what I'd expect from Merkel and the dirty crook in charge of the fort. I'm not going to shoot you. Tonto, is this one of the men who talked to Squid Merkel? Mm, me not sure. Did you? Yes, you bet I did. And you paid him money? I didn't have none to pay. And I wouldn't if I had. Good for you. Say... Just who are you? Ain't you sent to get me by Lieutenant Calhoun? No. But that mess. Just who are you and where are you from? My name is Sturgis, from Valley Center. I've been looking for a shot from ambush most any time. I tell you, I'll find some way to show what a crooked deal the folks around here are getting from the fort. Wait a minute. Is it the fault of the government or the fault of one man? One man, Lieutenant Calhoun. But he's working with a rat named Squint Merkel. If only there was some way I could prove what they're doing. But I guess I can't. Sturgis, you might be the man I'm looking for. Huh? I came this way to find out just what sort of crooked scheme is being worked with the government food. Come on. I'm riding back to Valley Center with you. That suits me. Tonto, you watch the back trail to be sure we're not followed. Come on, Sturgis. Get up there. Squint didn't report back to Spade Calhoun until the next day. He entered headquarters cautiously approached the desk and said, yeah. Lieutenant Calhoun. What ails you? What's the idea of coming in here this way? Is the captain back? No. Oh, <laughs> it's different then. I guess everything's all right. I expect you'll be back sometime today. Did you follow orders yesterday? No. You didn't? You mean you let Sturgis get back to Valley Center? I couldn't do nothing else. Why couldn't you? Oh, now look at the mess we're in. But we ain't in no mess. That's why I'm here. Yeah, but look at this. Where'd you get that? <laughs> Valley Center, folks. What? Yep, for food. Listen here, get to the point. What happened yesterday? Why didn't you get to El Sturgis? Yeah, I followed him till I was sure I could shoot without being overheard by someone. Yeah? Then just as I was about to close in on him and he used a rifle... Rifle? I, I took a rifle so I could shoot at longer range. Go on. 
couple of men rode up to meet him. One was an engine, the other was mass. Yeah? Outlaws? I don't know. I talked to the engine before. And they read off together, the three of them. So you let them go? Sure. The engine kept watching the back trail. I couldn't get close enough to get a shot. Well, where'd this cash come from? That's what I'm getting at, Spade. I hung around outside the valley center wondering what to do. I thought maybe I could sneak in and get Del Sturgis in the night. Yeah? I was still on the outskirts of the town when Sturgis started back here again. Where's he at now? Back in Valley Center. He came up to meet me, and first I didn't know what to say, but when he started talking, he was like a whip cur with his tail between his legs. Go on. Sturgis brought his horse to a stop as soon as he seen me and yelled out that he wanted to talk. Hey there, Squint. Wait a minute, Doctor. I want to talk to you. What do you want? Look here, I, I reckon I was wrong yesterday. Wrong? Yeah. What do you mean? Look here, Squint. The folks in Valley Center have got to have food. Women and children are starving there. We've got to do something. Well, you... I you... shot off my mouth to the lieutenant. I reckon he must have told you. But it was just a bluff, Squint. <laughs> so you don't know nothing about me after all? Shucks, no. Look, will you let bygones be bygones? What are you getting at, Sturgis? Well, I talked to the folks this morning. We need food, and we're willing to pay for it. I brought all the cash the folks could get together. <laughs> what am I supposed to do about that? Take it back to the lieutenant and send us some food. You've got to do it, Squint. There's women and children starving. You've got to do this for the sake of the folks in Valley Center. I'm telling you, Spade, he almost got down on his knees and begged me to take the cash. But we can't send them food. Valley Center's out of our jurisdiction. That's all right. We can handle it the same as we did the rest. Split the money, and I'll pull stakes, and they won't never find me. And they can't prove a thing on me. <laughs> Squint, you done all right. Give me my share and then you clear out. Put lots of miles between us before the captain gets back. This is a swell haul to finish up our game with. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty silver, and the Lone Ranger. The government, 
had sent food to the army post to be distributed to the starving people of a flood-stricken community. Lieutenant Calhoun, in the absence of the commandant of the fort, forced the town's people to pay for their food. The Lone Ranger Pantano planned to defeat the scheme. Del Sturgis from Valley Center, a community out of the jurisdiction of the army post, paid the lieutenant's partner, Squint Merkel, for food for the whole town. Merkel took the money and divided it with Lieutenant Calhoun. Our next scene opens in a small camp outside the town of Valley Center, where the Lone Ranger and Tonto review their plans. We've staked everything on your Indian friends, Tonto. Tonto, go see him. Del Sturgis trusted us to the extent of taking every penny he had in the world. Mm, that's right. Tonto, get Indian to help. We've got to count on something else. Uh-huh. We figured there'd be more supplies brought to the fort. Uh, that's right. And that's what the captain left for. If he hasn't secured them, Valley Center and Sturgis will suffer. Tonto, go now. Find Little Beaver. Try him. You know what to tell them? Mm-hmm. I'll send you a smoke signal from Pine Hill. Tonto, watch. Here, Silver. Wait, sir. I'll keep Merkel where he can be found when he's needed. Uh, that, that good dip. Until we meet, Kimosabe. Get him up, white fella. Once again, the Lone Ranger raced toward the fort with a daring plan in mind. He questioned several people near the army post and learned that Squint Merkel had left the community. The masked man started out to follow the trail, knowing that Squint played an important part in his scheme. Come on, Silver! Meanwhile, Captain Curtis returned to the army post and received the report of Lieutenant Calhoun. So we doled out the food as best we could, sir. That's that. Very well, Lieutenant. I managed to secure more food at Red Bluff. We'll have to send a detachment of men there to get it. Yes, sir. Enough food to help everyone through this crisis. Good. You'll take five wagons and mules. Very good, sir. And get to Red Bluff as quickly as possible. Leaving right now, sir? Immediately. I think you can be back here by tomorrow. With the urgent need for food, delay will cost lives. I'll start at once, sir. Is there anything else? Nothing further at the present time. Make those mules get along. We've got to load that food and start back at daybreak. Lieutenant Calhoun. Well? Who was this squinty-eyed galoot that was hanging around the past few days? I don't know much about him. Wanted to join the army, but I told him we couldn't use his kind. He spent a lot of time around the fort. What about it? Drive them mules. I want the wagons loaded tonight so we have no delay in starting back. Food enough for everyone and some to spare. Stop talking and load. And you can sleep here and start back at daybreak. (laughs) 
We'll be back by evening, miss. Get up, Doc. Get up. What's more stubborn than an army mule? Who's that coming to us? One of the scuffs? It looks to be. He's riding hard, too. What's the matter? Indians ahead. How many of them? Too many to fight. I hear them. They're coming this way past. They know we got food. There they are. Coming over that rise. See the wagons, pal. Watch for the west. They're closing in from north and east. The only way to go is west. Cut over. We can't stop to fight them. Too many of them. If we get to the next town west of here, they'll be running up to help us fight them. Come on. Get up. Get up. the mule skinners lashed the small, strong beast of frantic speed. The heavily loaded wagons bounced wildly along the uneven ground. Keep going there. Keep the mule going. We're holding our own. I know them Redskins close up. They can travel faster now. They say we may abandon the wagons. Get up there. How far is the town? Just ahead, right across the bridge. At Valley Center. It's Black Valley Center. Why? Great Center. Why didn't you say so? What's the difference? Look, there's folks crowding the other side of the bridge to meet us. They see the engines chasing us. Valley Center. Get up there. Get along there. When the army wagons stopped at Valley Center, the townsmen crowded around and the Indians retreated. The scout and the mule skinners congratulated themselves on their escape. They've gone. They seen they couldn't fight the town. Now we're all right. We can ride back to the fort for a guard to get the food in. All right, boys. Unload the wagon. Hold on. What are you doing? Get away from them wagons. What do you mean? Sturgis. You again. Sure, it's me. It was darn nice of you to fetch this food so quick, Lieutenant. But I tell you... I reckon I went getting the food in the wrong way, didn't I? This ain't your food. Valley Center don't get this food. Valley Center's got it, soldier. You can't have it. Now get back or I'll order my men to shoot. Hold on now, Lieutenant. I'm the sheriff around here. I don't care who you are. Keep away from that food. We was chased by Indians and brought the food here so there'd be men to help us fight them. You mean to say this ain't our food? No, it ain't. Valley Center is out of our jurisdiction. Mm, That's curious. We bought and paid for this food. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you do, Calhoun. I gave Merkel the cash yesterday. He agreed to have you bring food here. You're crazy. And everyone is counting on it. I wouldn't take the chance of trying to get it away from here, soldier. I'm the law, but I couldn't keep the men from killing, if need be, to get food for the folks to home. But I tell you this... We paid for the food, and we're going to have it. They look mighty determined, Lieutenant. There's Quint Merkel. You can ask him. Let me go! Let me go! Let me go. You don't give it a counting, Merkel. Sergeant, is this the man you paid? Yes. He's got our cash. We all chipped in for this food. You, you doggone fool. I couldn't help it. That masked man got me. Search him. See if he has some of the money bags. I'll handle that. Who's the masked man? What's on our mess if we got him to... Say, Calhoun, maybe these folks are right. What's this bag? That's mine. That's mine, I tell you. With the letter DS on it? That's one of the bags I gave you, you dirty crook. So you took cash and promised food. And now they say the hoop food ain't for us. Listen, give me a chance to talk, huh? Lieutenant, there ain't but half of what he paid us here. Where's the rest of the cash? I... 
I don't know. Why, Sumner Calhoun, you look as guilty as sin. Where did you put the rest of this cat? Let me alone. Leave me be. Tell the truth, Michael. I, you I dirty can't... rat, I'll show you. Oh. Not quite fast enough, Spade. I am. The masked man. You can't shoot, Michael. All I did was to shoot away your officer's gun before he murdered the man who could tell the truth. Yeah, he was going to shoot me. My hand's busted. Your hand wasn't touched by that bullet. Now, will you talk, Merkel? Merkel stole from these folks. He took money he had no right to. That's why I was going to drill him. You lying crook. Try to kill me, will you? You keep still. I won't keep still. You try to murder me. I'll squeal. I'll tell him the truth. You did get half the cash. You got half the cash from everyone. Sheriff, I'll talk. That's got going to jail with me. You got to keep him there so he won't kill me. He'll be taken care of. Captain Curtis. The cab. You, you here? I've been here for some time, Calhoun. Long enough to hear all that was said. Captain, I... Hand over that money. But I... He's got it. He's got it all right. Search him. Hand it over. I... I got it. There. You see? That's what I got. That's all I got. I don't know how much he got. Sheriff, you will see if this money is returned to those who paid it. I sure will. It's yours, Sturgis. And the town owes you a plenty for what you've done. It wasn't me, Sheriff. The suggestion come from the masked man. Captain Curtis, these two men have taken money from everyone who has been issued food since you left Calhoun in charge. You explained that when you brought me from the fort. He brought you? I wouldn't believe you, sir, but thank the Lord you compelled me to come and hear the truth about a man who was trusted by the government. Should I jail him, Cap? He'll face court-martial. He'll be dealt with. I only hope the two treat Merkel with equal severity. He'll get all that's coming to him all right enough. But, Captain, are, are you going to take the grub away now? After you've taken what you need, there'll be enough to supply the other communities. We leave one wagon load here. Captain. Yes? One of us will have to ride the fort for troops to get the other wagons back. Why? They'll need gardens, sir. Add Indians out yonder. Those Indians won't trouble you. But they chase the Indians them. are friendly. They were summoned by the masked man's friend. And they were only following instructions when they forced the wagons to come here. Then it was all a frame-up. It was the only way, Calhoun, to bring proof against you. Thanks to that man who wears the mask.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Light a cloud of dust in a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. did more to bring law and order to the early western United States than the masked rider of the plains. Astride his great horse Silver, he rode tirelessly in the cause of justice. History does not record his deeds, but his memory will never fade from the minds of those who have heard the stories of his adventures. Return with us once more to the thrilling west of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading to the Black Foothills! Someone's waiting there! trail, leading to Fort Paxton, narrowed as it crossed the Blackfoot Hills. For more than three miles, it was a dangerous ledge, with a drop of hundreds of feet below and a sheer granite wall rising above. As our first act opens, we see the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, following the trail westward. Bull Kramer's gang is somewhere in these hills, Tonto. Uh-huh. They're not far now. Have you noticed any new signs, Kimosabe? Tonto, fine. Only place where them camp. That's something I can't understand. Until last night, they seemed to be following this trail. But today, there's no sign of them. Maybe soldier hide sign. Yes. The party of soldiers ahead of us may have covered their tracks. How far ahead are the soldiers, Tonto? Then one mile, maybe two. I wonder if Bull could have learned of the money they're taking to the fort. Bull find out many things. And if he's learned, the soldiers have at least $40,000 with them. 
He'll do anything to get it. What army do with cash? Part of it is the army payroll. The rest is for the Indian agent at Clear Lake. Oh. I hope Bull knows nothing about it, but I... What's that? Those are the... Oh, oh, my fellow. Oh. That sounded like blasting powder, huh? Why would anyone use blasting powder in this part of the country? There's no mining here. There's no mining and no farming. Wouldn't have been used to clear stumps. And plenty big noise. Can you tell where it came from? Come from up trail. That's where the soldiers are. I wonder... What do you think? I wonder if Bull Kremer could have had anything to do with that blast. Oh, that may be right. We're going to find out right now. Come on, Silver. Get him up right, Father. ahead of the masked man. The blast had started a thundering avalanche of rocks and earth, which completely blocked the narrow trail followed by the soldiers. We hear Lieutenant Jack Harris in command of the small detachment shouting orders to his confused men. Turn your horses, men. We've got the back trail. You, Simon, straighten those horses out. Parker, stay away from the edge of the trail. There's a thousand foot drop. Begging your pardon, sir. There ain't no chance of going ahead. Uh, the trail's completely blocked, Sergeant. Crushed it. That means an extra day to get to the fort. We'll be lucky if it doesn't mean worse than that. Huh? This landslide didn't start by itself, Sergeant. What do you mean, sir? Did you hear that explosion? Yes, sir, but I. There's no time to waste, Sergeant. Take charge of the men. Get them started on the back trail at once. I'll handle them, sir. Hey there, Rickett. You ain't handling the ball. Fred, get that horse in hand. I seen riders coming toward the bend. Riders? There's another 15 of them. They come down that gully back there. Each smuggled out. I was afraid of this. One fellow was riding a big bay horse. And he's right powerful looking. Bull Kramer. Huh? Bull Kramer started that avalanche. We can't go forward and he rode down from the cliff to cut us off from behind. There they come now. He's after the gold we're carrying. Bring the six of us. What are we going to do? The best we can. Get up there. Come on. Wait, where are you going? We've got to save that money. Come on, boy. Get along with you. Come on. Wait, Lieutenant. They'll get hold of you, sure. Come back here. Fight them off, men. Fire at will. Don't let those crooks get the gold. We ain't got a chance. Bull Tremors is working out all right, Trip. There was a slick notion of yours, Bull, setting that blast so we could come at the soldiers from behind them. If we'd done it any other way, there wouldn't have been enough of us. Hey, we got them just where we want them. Hey, Tim, get them horses that are carrying the cash. Yeah, Jim's getting them all right. I don't like the way our fellas is getting shot up. Well, they ain't any of them hurt bad yet. Yeah, but now we won't be able to make the Badlands in one ride like I was planning. I, I never thought of that. Once in the Badlands, we can split up and nobody can follow us. Yeah. we got to make camp before that to let the boys rest up and may mean trouble. Hey, look. Jim and some of the boys have got hold of the lieutenant. I can see him. But I thought you told him not to take any prisoners. That gives me a notion. But listen. Jim, bring that lieutenant over here. Hey, you soldiers over there. Quit your shooting or we'll finish off the lieutenant. Jim, put the lieutenant on a horse and see that he don't get away from you. I'll take care of these fellow bulls. And the boys got the cash? Yeah. They've already started for the gully to get back on the cliff. Good. You rotten killers. <laughs> now, don't go to fret, lieutenant. 
It ain't no disgrace to be tricked by a fellow as smart as me. Why, you... But what do you want with a lieutenant bull? I told you I had a notion, didn't I? Yeah, but... We're taking this fellow along with us. So that the soldiers come, they can't do nothing for fear we'll shoot him. Uh-huh. And we'll give the boys a chance to get rested before we reach the Badlands. Hey, that's all right. Go on, Jim. Put him on a horse, like I said. Yeah, sure thing. Take your dirty hand off me. Let me go. You can't get away with it. I got a couple uh, words for that sergeant over there. Sergeant! Hey, sergeant! We ain't been firing because we don't want to harm the lieutenant. But by God... Keep still! I got a warning for you. Yeah? We're taking the lieutenant with us. And the first shot is fired at us means he's going to be killed. We heard you. And the boys have been shot and taken care of? Yeah, they're far along behind the horses with the cash. And we'd better be... Hey, what's that? Someone's coming. We'd better get moving before they get between us and the gully. You see how many there is? I can't see a thing. And we ain't taking no chances. Come on, fellas. We're riding. Back up the gully to the cliff. All of you. Come on, get there. <laughs> Lieutenant, the cash. We're darn lucky he didn't get all of us. There comes two fellows on white horses. That's what made Bull ride off in such a hurry. One of them's mad. I don't give a darn. They saved our lives showing up just like they did. Bull most likely would have shot us all before he left. Hi there. What's happened here? Bull Kermit just rode off. He blocked the trail, stole the cash we was carrying. And took Lieutenant Harris with him. Sort of an I didn't pass them on the trail. Now they went back up to the top of the cliff. But I don't know how... They'll be back there. They can climb with our horses. You must have just missed them. Now what are we going to do, Sergeant? I don't know. We'll ride after them outlaws. But somebody's got to report this to the fort. Listen to me, Sergeant. Yeah? We'll all follow the outlaws. Sounder here can follow that trail without trouble. Yeah, but... It won't do any good to report to the fort until we know where the outlaws have gone. Uh, maybe you're right. Bull is probably heading for the Badlands. It'll be dangerous to lose his trail. He won't be getting there for a while yet. No? We shot up plenty of his gang before they got the lieutenant. They'll have to stop for a while so they can rest up. Then we'll find where they stop. Stranger, you sound to me like you savvied what you were doing. He sure does. So you just give the orders and we'll fire along. Are all your men mounted? Sure they are. But we got some wounded, too. They should be able to ride as far as the outlaws can. They can do that, all right. Then come on before they get too much of a start on us. Come on, yes, Led by the masked man in Tonto, the soldiers followed the outlaws. Bull Kramer headed in the direction of the Badlands, but the condition of his men forced him to call a halt in the hills facing Birch River. They chose a place for their camp where they could fight off any attack. We hear one of the outlaws as he addresses his chief. How long do you figure we'll have to stay here, Bull? Things is worse than I thought. Maybe we'll be here a week. And the soldiers could be brought here from the fort in just a couple of days. That's why I hung along the lieutenant when I saw how bad off he was. Yeah? And I got a scheme to get us out of here without no harm. You have? Do you see where the river is? Yeah. There ain't nothing between the river and the Badlands but that valley beyond. But what about... We'll just leave things to me. Before I'm through, we'll have the cash and be where nobody can lay a hand on it. I wish I knew what you... The soldiers followed us here. I reckon they would. That don't matter, none. The sergeant and the mask fella just rode up to camp. They want to talk with you. They sure got nerve up plenty. Tell them to come on over here. I'll do that. What in blazes can they have up their sleeves? They just hang it to talk terms, that's all. They want the lieutenant back again. I sure wouldn't ride into this camp if I was in their boots. Oh, Silver. Oh, oh, uh, you, Bull. What have you done with young Jack Harris? You'd like to have him back, eh? Bull, look here. Why don't you grab a hold of these fellas, too? Then the soldiers sure wouldn't dare touch it. Don't be fools. Huh? 
We investigated before we entered camp. Yeah? Your men can't be moved for several days yet. By that time, the soldiers can be brought here from the fort. That's just why We I... came here to talk. But if you make us prisoners, soldiers will know you can't be trusted. And will attack, even if it means our lives. Well, what about it? Well, suppose you keep out of this cup. How do the plan with this bunch? We want the release of Lieutenant Harris. Uh-huh. And we want a chance to get to the Badlands. And perhaps we can come to terms. Nope. Not just yet. Why not? Before I'm going to make terms, I want to see every soldier from the fort outside there. Well, have you gone clean, loco? I'll be buttoning in, cop. I said what I'm doing. You say you want all the soldiers brought here? Well, I'll be darned. I sure think that'd be about the last thing you'd hanker for. You don't think I'm going to give you a chance to set a trap, do you? A trap? There ain't nobody but the soldiers in this part of the country that I'm afeard of. Yes? So I want to know where every blame one of them is. I think I know what you have in mind. If you do, mister, it's a blame sight more than I do. And if the soldiers are brought here, then what? That's all I aim to tell you right now. You get the soldiers, and then we'll talk some more. We'll do that. But just remember one thing. I know how many soldiers are in the fort. And if every blame one of them isn't here... And the lieutenant ain't got no more chance of living than if we shot him right now. Come, Sergeant. But, uh, we'll go back to our camp. Then I'll ride to the fort. Maybe you fellas savage what you're doing, but I sure don't. You'll learn Bull's scheme soon enough, Sergeant. Curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. Bull Kramer stole $40,000 in gold from an army train and captured Lieutenant Jack Harris, escaping just before the arrival of the Lone Ranger. The outlaws, however, could not reach the safety of the Badlands because of their wounded. They made camp in the hills facing the Birch River and there told the masked man who had followed them that they would not release their prisoner until all the soldiers from Fort Paxton had first been brought to the spot. As our second act opens, we see the masked man, after his ride to the fort, being brought into the presence of Captain Brent. Captain Brent. Well, what is it? I'll explain my errand, Captain. A masked man. He made me bring in, Captain. An outlaw. Get out of here. I'm not an outlaw. Read this note. What's the meaning of this? Orderly, put this man under arrest. Stand where you are, orderly. Put down those guns. Read that note. And I believe you'll change your mind about arresting me. Note? It's from Sergeant Murphy. You've seen him? You know what's happened to the money we've been expecting? The note explains everything. Hmm. If this is a trick... Good heavens. The money's been stolen. And Lieutenant Harris is Bull Kramer's prisoner. Orderly. Tell the bugler to sound assembly. We ride at once. One moment. But I... Captain, you'll have to take all your men. I'll take every man I can spare. I said every man. Nonsense. It isn't necessary. And I can't leave the fort deserted. Those are Bull Kramer's orders. I'm not taking orders from that outlaw. And the life of Lieutenant Harris will be in danger. But I tell it's you... a deadlock, Captain. You can take a part of your men and either attack the outlaws or starve them out. That's exactly what I'll do. But Bull Kramer is desperate. He wants to escape with that $40,000. If you prevent him, he won't hesitate to shoot his prisoner. He wouldn't dare. Why wouldn't he? Bull knows he'll hang anyhow if he's captured. Another murder won't change his punishment. But 
But I've got to do something. I think I know what Bull's scheme is. Yes? He demands that you bring all the garrison so that you can't hold back soldiers to set a trap for him. I see. I believe he'll make terms for the lieutenant's release when you've shown him that your men are with you. I seem to have no choice. Do you agree? I do. Orderly, have assembly blown as I told you. Have my horse brought outside. I want every man in the fort ready to ride at once. Yes, sir. Now, I have a question to ask. Just what have you to do with all this, stranger? I met your soldier just after Bull Kremer's attack. Yes? Tato and I helped follow the outlaws, and I offered to return with a message to you. I think the sergeant's note proves the truth of your story. It should. Come. We'll be on our way in a minute. Good. This means that we'll probably save the life of Lieutenant Harris. But the money will be lost. I believe we can get the money, too, Captain. What's that? Steady, Silver. You said we could get the money? Not only that, Captain. Captain the outlaws as well. Impossible. I'm sure I know what Bull is planning, but I'll explain later. We must get started at once. Orderly. Yes, Captain. Are the men all armed and ready? They are, sir. Then follow us. Uh, get along. Come on, Silver. led by Captain Brent and the Lone Ranger, raced to the hills near Birch River, where they joined the small squad under the command of Sergeant Murphy. Then, accompanied by the captain, who knew the masked man's plan, the Lone Ranger once more rode to the outlaw's stronghold for a conference with Bull Kramer. Hold up the horses! Get right back out! What's your errand here? We want to speak with Bull Kramer. Uh-huh. He's been looking for you. Don't try no tricks now. You're liable to get shot. Don't stand there, man. Get moving. Hey, Bull. Here's the masked fellow again. Tell him to come over here. Get along with you. Come, Silver. Well, Captain. I see you brought the soldiers like I said to Who, Silver? Who? Who? But you harmed Lieutenant Harris. <laughs> Jack, you don't have to worry about him, then. We ain't harming him unless you fellas get stubborn. Where is he? You can see him right over there by that tree. Mm. All right. We've done as you say. Every trooper in my command is with me. Now, let's get down to business. Captain, there's just one way you can save that young fellow's life. Yes? First thing, you're going to line up your soldiers in that hill across the way where I can see them. And then what? When you've done that so as I can see you ain't trying to trick me, I'll take the fellows that's with me and ride out of here. Go on. We'll take the lieutenant along with us. We'll cross the river right across the valley of the Badlands. Then when we're sure we're safe, we'll let the lieutenant go. One moment. Yeah? You'll release Lieutenant Harris when you reach the river. Now, look here. You're honest with us. That'll serve your purpose just as well. The soldiers could never catch you before you reach the hill. I don't know. Don't listen to him, boss. You've got nothing to lose. Just what's your idea in that? If you let Lieutenant Harris go at the river, we can tell whether you've kept your word or not. You're no playing well. We'll keep our word. We don't want to keep that fellow with us any longer than we have to. We're running short on supplies. Need just another mouth to feed. Those are the only terms we'll make. Boss, I'm telling you, it's just some kind of a trick. Ain't I told you not to keep out of this when I'm thinking things are caught? Now, you keep still. Moreover, Bull, the fewer men you have with you when crossing the valley, the better time you can make. Yeah, in that sense. And you agree? Yeah, I don't know why I shouldn't. All we want is to get safe out of here with the cash. Like you say, the river's enough head start for us. And it'll be in plain sight of the soldiers. They won't be willing to wait until Lieutenant Harris can return from the Badlands to learn if he's safe. And it's a bargain. Not yet, Bull. But the mask fellow just said it was... You'll have to give us an hour first. What for? I want to talk this over with my men. They may not be willing to give you a chance to escape. If they don't, they sure will never see the lieutenant alive again. You'll return to our camp. Then, at the end of the hour or before, I'll give you my decision. Yeah, that's good enough, I reckon. But if you try to send any soldiers ahead to cut me off, I'll know it. You have my word. 
Every soldier in my command will be drawn up where you can see him when you ride out of camp. They better be. Come, Captain. And you ain't getting one second over the hour, either. Right. Let's go, Finn. Come on, soldier. Damn it all, Bo. Why'd you let him talk you into a thing like that? And what's wrong with it? I don't know. You don't want to keep the lieutenant. The sooner we're rid of him, the better. Yeah, that's so. I don't aim to put him on one of our good horses. So if he rides all the way to the Badlands with us, he'd be slowing us up considerable. Yeah, maybe you're right, Bull. It's just that I got a feeling that masked fella was up to something. Carp, there ain't a thing he can do. If the soldiers are where we can see him, there won't be nobody to stop us. Now forget about your worrying. We got other things to do before we're ready to ride. Captain Brent, following the instructions of the Lone Ranger, waited until the hour was almost up before informing Bull that he agreed to the terms. Then, while the soldiers paraded in plain sight on the side of the hill, the outlaws rode forth from their camp, Lieutenant Harris with them. We see them just as they've crossed Birch River. All right, Jim. Cut them ropes on the lieutenant. Yeah, you rotten killers. You aren't going to get away with this. Hold still, won't you? How'd you expect me to get you loose, kidding around like that? I'd rather be killed than see you men escape. <laughs> well, that ain't the way the captain feels about it. Ah, hope she's offering, Bull. Well, Lieutenant, you came in right-handed. If you hadn't made me a prisoner, you'd never have got away with this. That's just why I thought of this scheme. Oh, why let him get away? Why don't you shoot him now? Then the soldiers can't get him. Lux, let the fellow go. I ain't got nothing against killing the line of business. There ain't no sense doing it for no reason at all. But I'm you always was too handy with a gun cop. You've got a lot to learn. Now on your way, Lieutenant. We'll meet again, Bull. If we do, you will be the hombre that's sorry. All right, get along, man. Come on. Say, Bull. I just thought of something. Yeah? What's become of the mask fell in the engine that was with them soldiers? I don't know. What's the difference? But maybe they rode ahead of us. <laughs> Let him. You ain't afraid of just two fellas, are you? Maybe not. But that mask fella looked too darn slick to suit me. Come on. We're heading for the hills before the soldiers try to come after us. Get up there. Come on. Get up. Get up. Get up. You fellas just let me think things out and you'll always get along. We got the gold and we didn't have to leave any of the fellas that was wounded. Uh-huh. And the soldiers took out after us yet? Yeah. I reckon they savvy they can't get us. What are we going to do when we get to the Badlands, Bull? Well, I was thinking it'd be a good idea to split up. We'll divide the gold and then meet again when we come out on the other side. Yeah. That way we can be blamed sure nobody can follow us. Yeah, but... There's somebody ahead of us. It's that last fella again. Come on. Him and the engine gun he knows is stopping us, we'll shoot him down. They won't have no chance against us. Who? Huh? They've been setting fire up ahead. What's that? I see it. Well, I'll be It's prairie fire. The whole blame valley's ablaze. And the winds are coming this way. Hold oh, 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 oh. We can't make it through them flames. We've been tricked. That's what the captain wanted an hour. To give the master another chance to ride ahead of us. And that's why he wanted to let the lieutenant lose at the river. Blast him. we got to go back. We've been burned alive. And the fire's getting closer. The soldiers are... blazing with the soldiers. I'd rather face them than a prairie fire. And that's what we got to do. Come on, fellas. Turn your horses. We got to ride for our lives. The masked man's scheme worked. 
Pirate will, men. They're coming right toward us, Captain. By golly, I'll knock off a couple of those farmers. Don't let a man escape. Bull is the man I want, Captain. I'll get him if it's the last thing I do. They've crossed the river. And there ain't no way for him to go except this way. Let him have it, boys. Teach the other coyotes ain't had money with the army. Captain, they're shouting something. Cease fire. Hold your fire, boys. Throw down your arms. The horses with the gold are safe, Captain. Good. All right, Bull, come forward. Hold your hands in the air. You only got us by a trick, blast you. But it was a trick that will put you where you belong, Bull, at the end of the hangman's rope. Bull, I told you I didn't trust that mask, fella. How was I to think I'm starting a prairie fire? Hey, you and your slick steamer. You shut your fool mouth, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Put these men under guard. We're starting back to the fort. I'll take care of them skunks, Captain. We'll give them a fair trial, and then they'll hang. Captain, where's the mask man? I'm afraid we've seen the last of him, Lieutenant. But we ought to thank him. We're too late. There he is. Do you see him? He's riding down the valley. Well, I'll be doggone. He won't even come back to be saved. After saving the lieutenant, getting the gold, and capturing the outlaw. Come on, silver old fellow. Just trouble ahead and tell him what's waiting for us. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silver age heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!